Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Many times we are stressed and we can't help but become short of patience. We tend to be irritable, moody, just simply not in the mood to engage with anyone else about anything that they have to say or ask of us. We also often get triggered easily by the littlest things. And oftentimes, it's things that normally wouldn't bother us at all. It's absolutely normal and human to go through those moments, which can at times last a long while. Days, weeks, months, hopefully not years, but it wouldn't be completely out of the ordinary to be going through a long phase. I personally feel that when we're going through those phases, it's important to give warning to the people around us, not because we owe anyone an explanation about anything, but because it will help them not be as hurt by our, by, you know, our, our short fuseness, I guess. And in return, it will help us forgive ourselves later if we do lose our temper when we know that we are better than that version of ourselves and we could have been more patient. Because hindsight is twenty twenty, We hear and probably say that many times in our lives. Or at least we think and we recognize that such is the case. But why is that? Why is 20, uh, hindsight twenty twenty? Is it simply because we know for sure what the outcome of the situation was because it's already taken place? Or is it also that we are able to ponder and analyze it and understand all of the moving parts that are associated with it? I think for sure the fact that we know what the outcome was is most of the reason why we use that phrase. But we cannot deny the impact that reflection, which tends to require time, has on being able to fully form an opinion on a matter due to a better understanding of it. Going back to what happens when we are irritable versus when we're not, what I have noticed about myself at least is that the difference between how we behave in the same scenarios given differing moods is the difference between reacting and responding. I can only speak for myself and for those that I have actively observed, but it seems that when irritated, we humans tend to react, and when we are calm and aware, we tend to to respond to things. So what's the difference between reaction and response? Reactions are done on impulse without putting much thought into the situation or considering what the end result may be. Response is saying something in reply more thoughtfully and done with reasoning. Responding, while technically a reaction, takes into consideration the desired outcome of the interaction itself. And a reaction may result in a positive or negative outcome, whereas a response is engineered to produce a positive or negative outcome. Reacting is emotional, while responding is emotional intelligence. When I look back at my knee-jerk reactions now, 
a lot of times I notice that maybe I should have just taken a deep breath. Because <laughs> a reaction is an instant. It's driven by the beliefs, the biases, the prejudices, the unconscious mind. When you say or do something without thinking, that's the unconscious mind running the show. A reaction is based in the moment and it doesn't take into consideration the long-term effects of what, of what you do and say in that moment when you're reacting. A reaction is survival-oriented and on some level, it's also a defense mechanism. It might turn out okay, but often a reaction is something that you regret later. A response, on the other hand, usually comes more slowly. It's based on information from both the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. A response will be more ecological, meaning that it takes into consideration the well-being of not only you, but of those around you. It weighs the long-term effects and it stays in line with your core values. It's more integral to you. So... In a soft skill sense, and in the context of our behavior, contributing to or interfering with our ability to influence desired outcomes, appreciating this difference is very, very important. Because one, you know, you know, the, one of them allows us to, or allows a situation or stimulus to trigger an instantaneous reaction, like bang, no thought, no consideration for implications, shoot. Now, sometimes with steam coming out of our ears, but sometimes a reaction can also come out quite subtly, almost innocently. You know, have you ever been in that situation, like foot in your mouth? You have no idea why you just said that. It just came out and you don't even feel like, oh, I don't even feel this way. I didn't even mean it this way, but it's instantly in misinterpreted. I mean, I, I have had so many of those. It's the most embarrassing. Now, the other has us allowed time to, you know, for a reframe in which we just briefly consider what we might best say to what's being stimulated first. So there's no risk of shooting ourselves in the foot. A reaction and a response may look exactly alike, but they feel different. For example, when you are approached by a homeless person on the street asking you for money and you give that person money, you will either react or you're going to respond. It's going to be a reaction if you, give, if you give that person money out of fear or embarrassment or guilt. It's going to be a response if you give that money from a solid sense of, I am here to help my fellow man in whatever form. Or let's say you didn't give the money, right? So again, it's a reaction if you didn't give the money out of fear, disgust, or anger. But it's a response if you didn't give the money because you decided that it's wiser to give your money elsewhere. We all know the difference. The point is that the more reacting we do, the less empowered we are. We're operating from underlying assumptions and beliefs that we're not even aware of. And the results of doing that are somewhere between horrendous and less than stellar. <laughs> so how do you take control? Taking control is important, but it requires that you reflect back for a moment, you know, on recent situations so right now, just think of a, different, of, a, of a recent situation in which you might have reacted inappropriately. Can you maybe see how all these things I just said have contributed to the outcome that you experienced? 
Because the key here is to develop sufficient awareness of the patterns that you are still unconsciously allowing to play out. Particularly if you are known to have a short fuse or if you've become known for that recently because of whatever situation is stressing you out. Even if you don't know what it is that is stressing you out. And when you feel confronted or challenged or being wound up or when the stakes are high, um, you develop a new habit that allows you to create a small gap before reacting. You know, a gap in which you will stop consider, choose, and then, only then, respond. In the beginning, it's going to feel strange. But, you know, I've seen, and, and, I, and it, looks, it looks strange too. When I, when I, my husband is very good at this. And it's interesting because there's that moment, moment of silence that I used to get irritated by. I still sometimes get irritated by it. There's this moment where I don't know if he is like just not going to respond, not going to react, not going to say anything, but he's really taking the time to stop, consider, choose, and only then respond. You'll probably forget sometimes to do this, and, and that's okay. Because at the end of each day, you still could reflect on such situations that played out for you during that day and assess where and how you reacted and where you responded. And with practice, you'll notice how you have learned to avoid reacting, eliminating the possibility of any old programs to play out without you noticing, preventing any sabotage by the little voice in your head, and how you have replaced them with responding, you know, because that is also important. Having chosen the right or the better response after some, you know, however brief consideration to allow yourself much better control of your outcomes. In our society today, with the existence of social media and the ease of sharing information and points of view, it has become more and more important to understand the difference between reaction and response and to choose to respond for not only our own good, but for the improvement of society. There are a lot of major paradigm shifts, um, a lot of, of, of paradigm shift type issues that have surfaced and too many people don't know the difference between these two things, but they think that they do. You know, a lot of people think that they're thinking when they are merely rearranging their prejudices. Because if we explore what might trigger particularly emotional outbursts, we quickly land in the space where it's useful to understand some of our wiring and more importantly, some of our own psychology and the impact of our conditioning. Our conditioning has incredibly powerful impact on our outlook, our beliefs, and indeed our sense of self-worth. Our home, our family, close and extended, our schools, our TV and media you know, that we choose to watch and partake in. You know, the religious institutions and temples and churches and mosques, the people we hang out with, those all influence the way that we see things and the way that we perceive them and what we actually and usually unconsciously agree to do or to feel, making them part of our belief system. So in a way, we each truly live in an entirely different reality, a different world, a different universe. And it is incredibly difficult to 
to truly empathize or understand one another, especially without contemplation. And if we add to that what I have learned to be true for the impact of trauma in our lives, we can much better understand or appreciate what's going on in there, you know, in our minds. When we experience a normal event, our resources are able to process that without any hassles, you know, and add relevant meaning to it and store it and, um, you know, put it in this appropriate drawer for us all to recall when we when we need it, when it's required. But when we experience trauma in an event, our protective, you know, fright, fight, flight responses are invoked. And, you know, that enables us to deal with whatever threat we are facing, you know, that we, you know, we were kept safe by that. And in doing that, the the traumatic content can get stuck, which prevents orderly processing and storage. The reaction to this trauma is stored at a, at a cellular level. This is biology, okay? And then our senses pick up any form of situation that resembles that trauma, even from way back when we were children or adolescents, and it can invoke that same protectable reaction and behavior. Why? Because our then chosen leveraged form of suppression, avoidance, denial, etc., which worked so well then, we'll probably do this job very nicely here again right now. Thank you. And by the way, I'm using the word trauma quite broadly here because it's irrespective of, of severity. The kind of protective reactions that, that I'm talking about here can be pretty similar. So particularly when we are being challenged or confronted, we think our reaction is coming from our under control self, but it isn't always. It can be coming from this deep down as a protective reaction. And um, I'm sure you appreciate that in such situations, this reaction can be quite unnecessarily inappropriate. Like when we shoot first and ask questions later, right? That wouldn't be good. I'm reminded here of, of Carl Jung's famous saying, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. I love that sentence. Self-awareness is such a powerful gift. I've learned that it's a key factor for the start of any personal change. Learning to appreciate how you are wired and when and how you react rather than responding is just a new process, one that you're maybe not sufficiently familiar with yet. But that will eventually come to be true with practice. And I can vouch for the fact that this process is worth pursuing and persevering with because personally from my own journey and from so many of my clients that have made this transition to be such an important part of their own self-improvement you know there are literally excellent measurable outcomes that can come as a result so what if you too could achieve those same results i'm not saying that you will never react again after all we're human and humans cannot ever remain in perfect state of being because otherwise we wouldn't be in this realm of existence as i said in my last episode but if you at least realize that there is a difference between reaction and response and if you know what that difference is and if you know what triggers you then maybe you can minimize the guilt and the low vibe feeling that comes after you overreact or say or do something that you immediately react or <laughs> regret. And 
That is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at HighVibeAdvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.